Welcome to the P Primo Show Thanksgiving edition. It is episode 147, and we have winning the battle at retail with Stu Segura, the owner of the Mattress Doctor. And I'm sorry we're a few minutes late. It was all on me, Steve. It had nothing to do with Stu. It was all on me. Let's pay the bills. No, it was not Stu, dude. It was was me. Sorry about that. If you haven't bought my book, Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? Over 101 tips for furniture and mattress stores to sell another million this year. And I'd love to say hello to my friends at the Mattress Industry Network Group. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Greg and Steve, we appreciate your support. If you are in the mattress industry, we want you in this group. Join the industry mattress group if you want to learn how to build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. There's a group run by retail, run by retailers for the benefit of the entire industry. Hit that QR code right there. Join the, our free Facebook group, over 2,000 strong, maybe over 2,200 strong by now. So without further ado, let's get going. Stu, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm sorry for the drama, and I'm sorry that our friend Steve blamed you instead of me. Imagine that. It's cool. I can I can handle Steve. Yeah, Joe, you're 100% right. Joe Clay says, Stu Segura has a proven record of success. Great guy with lots of knowledge. So, Stu, let's. I'm going to start off with this. Uh, Mattress Industry Network is necessary for growth. Yes, I agree. Stu, I have watched a lot of growth with you in the last few years. I remember uh, when Steve started his mastermind group. Uh, I think you were one of the first guys in that group. And I've just watched you evolve over the last few years like crazy. What kind of made you start to change uh, what you were doing? So um, sales, sales kind of started to dip and I, I realized that I had to do, do something different. And with that, kind of get a little bit out of my comfort zone. You know, none of these masterminds that I'm in are free. Um, I had to challenge myself and, and try to take it to the next level. You know, cause when I started out in the beginning, you know, anybody can sell just based off of price. And I realized that I realized quickly that I couldn't do that anymore if I wanted to, to do this long term. And to actually make a difference, you know, for not only my family, but in the community as well and be ready to, to grow and, and overcome, you know, things like COVID and the current state of the economy. But you said something very, very interesting, Stu. Uh, you, you said masterminds plural. Are you in other masterminds? Yes. Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm actually in three. I'm three in, Yes. Yes. I'm in Apex, yeah. which is mostly business and entrepreneurs. You know, Jeff G, Jeff Gianakovich is in it. Yeah. Uh, also, Shugo is in it. That's also in the mattress industry group as well. Yeah. And I'm also in another one called Uncaged. That one's more of a men's kind of accountability group. But we have some cool stuff. Like we have expert speakers every week. We also do like a check in call. Uh, once a week as well. So if anybody's got any issues that they're struggling with, you know, either, uh, personally or professionally, we kind of use that call to, 
to kind of sharpen each other's toolbox and to kind of grow from there. And then the last one that I'm a part of is called the Immortal Man. And that one is also a men's group. That one is a little bit more focused on um, developing your relationship with God and finding your purpose. So all three are actually very different. Um, and for me, they all kind of go like, like hand in hand. Who is the Facebook user that said, hey, hey, I too have watched you grow as well. <laughs> Keep on keeping on. Do you know who that is, Stu? I don't. I don't. They'll, they'll tell us. Uh, that was a great mastermind group. Got to know Stu a lot more. One of the most positive fellows I know. That's why he's so successful. I'd love to know who the Facebook user is. Um, so my hat is off to you, Stu, for going all in on masterminds. Um, I too belong to, belong to this one, the elite gold crown mastermind. I also, uh, belong to uh, one that Dan Cricks is running this year coming up. And I was in Jeff Janakovo's, uh, mastermind, but then I ended up doing private coaching with him and still do to this day. So, um, I love masterminds and I think the thing, Stu, that people don't understand until they're in that room, don't understand the energy and the thoughts that, you know, I go in with a blank notebook. I, I don't go in with any notes whatsoever, blank notebook. When I come out, I've got page after page after page. And the crazy thing is, I, do I get a lot of ideas when it's my turn and everybody's working on my problem, whatever I'm bringing to them? Yeah, I do. But I think I get more and maybe it's just because of the way I'm wired. Like I'm so nervous that everyone's looking at me. I get more when we're doing somebody else's. Then the light, then I'm going, Oh my God, you're saying that's like for her business, but that's really for my business. And I'm making notes like all day long. And by the time I get out of that, those masterminds, I'm like wiped out, dude. Do you find the same? Yes, definitely. I, I think that as business owners, we all have very similar problems and issues, but to see it from somebody else's viewpoint or, <laughs> or the light that they're shining it on, or even just the way that they worded it can cause you to realize something in your own business that's either missing or that can be approved upon. So yeah, you're absolutely right. It definitely helps to to hear other people's issues because you'll you'll always learn something regardless of what level they're at in business. I I agree. Um, I I have learned as much from people brand new in business, just trying to get their feet wet from grizzled 50, 60 year veterans that you know have been through all the wars and. Uh, you can learn from everybody every day. And I, I think there's a little bit of surrender that has to happen when you walk into a mastermind room. You have to let go of your ego. If you don't let go of your ego and you're not open uh, in your heart and in your mind, both, if they're not open with the antennas up, willing and ready to learn, anxious to learn even, um, it, it's a waste of time and it's a waste of money. Um, 
And, and that's not something that you can teach you. Either somebody has that ability or not. And the really great mastermind leaders, what they're really good at is saying no to the guys and the gals that are just there to grandstand and who aren't going there to actually learn. Uh, they're just going there to network and they, they actually don't want to learn. And, and that can happen in some, some masterminds. So I'm glad to see you take an, taking advantage of mastermind. I've noticed what Steve's got here. This is interesting. <laughs> Steve's the man. Comments were from uh, Chris. Was that Chris Taney and Trent Rand Randberger? Oh my Lord. That's great. Okay, Trent. Hey, Chris, thanks for being here. We appreciate you guys. So there are some dealers right now, Stu, that aren't getting the results that they want been a tough year, been a tough year all the way around the board. That's that the door's not swinging as much as it used to and as easy as it used to. Um, and they're thinking, man, business is tough. I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and lower my prices even more. What would you say to them? I would say that, um, if you're marking your stuff down too much, let's say for like Black Friday, let's say you put something down. 50% of what, where it should be, you're going to have to make up with double the amount of sales, which we all know is probably not going to happen with the door swinging less. And I encourage you to focus on not only better quality products, but focus on, on improved sleep, helping fix their actual sleep problems rather than just, you know, going over a price. Um, cause most of the people that are coming in for a specific price, they're not really focused on their sleep. And sometimes they need to be talked into that or, or educated, I should say, or they're probably just not the right customer you should be, you should be looking for. And I think that that, that, that makes a big difference. I, I love focusing on better sleep. And, uh, that's something that I've noticed you really really uh worked on um where did you get that notion like who was the first person you heard that from that you can remember i'm not sure the first person that i heard but i know you know guys like uh because i've taken tidbits from every guy you know like steve hoke has helped me a lot yeah uh robert mitzel you know, they all, uh, have been in the industry longer than I have. And then I've spent some time with Randy, you know, the adjustable guru. Yeah. Um, I've been to his store. He's been to mine. You know, that, that helped me out a whole, whole lot. Uh, both, um, my employee's name is Hunter. Both Hunter and I have both taken Bob Muckle's class. Um, so just like learning from what other people are doing. You know, helps so much. Uh, another guy that's helped me as well is like Lawrence Hylers. Um, he's a wealth of knowledge too. And, um, so from any of these people, you know, they can, they can teach you a few new things that they're doing. Cause I can tell you what, like all of these guys that are successful, they're not doing the exact same thing. You know, like one might be doing one area a little bit better than the other. And the other one might be doing a little bit better as far as like either education or follow up or something like that. So you can take, you know, a little bit of everything. Uh, 
That's awesome. Stu, sorry, I got distracted. I'm reading. Jennifer is saying it's our job to educate everyone on proper sleep. Yes, I agree. Uh, Jennifer spent most of her, her career in retail and she's now a rep and she does a great job. And thank you, Jennifer, for being here because I know you are actually too busy to be here. Guy Danes, Guy Danes says retail in my young mind is about, oh, this must be Kyle. Okay. Kyle Danes, retail in my young mind is first about marketing, promotion, promotion and salesmanship, customer service, customer services. Yeah, I would agree with all that. Nothing happens until a customer comes into the store. So we really have to focus on our advertising and on our marketing. And salesmanship is so important because we need to deliver a better, a better, uh, experience to the retail customer and an experience different, um, you know, than what they're getting at the other stores. I- I'm so glad that you mentioned Randy Thompson. I was just talking to him. He- He's listening right now as he uh, has disassembled his airplane and he's putting it back together, Stu. But he wanted me to say hi to you. And, uh, and hey, Randy, all his best wishes and wish you a happy Thanksgiving. No, Randy's, Randy's a good guy. And I got to shout out real quick. Anita Knapp, that's got to be the best screen name I think I've seen on the show as of yet. <laughs> that's, that's, that's beautiful. Jennifer, no. Jennifer says, anyone can sell a mattress. It takes a professional to sell sleep. Yes, true. Anything less than six hours increases the peptides in your brain, which leads to increased risks of dementia. Well, I got to tell you something, Jennifer. I will never get dementia because I sleep like a rock every night. <laughs> I am very protective of my sleep. Uh, if I find myself starting to accelerate uh, too much and start to infringe on my uh, my rest time, I, I fight. I really work hard to try to get that that sleep. It would be so ironic that for somebody that makes a living on selling better sleep, because as a rep, I sell better sleep too. And I, I sell better profits, especially for my store owners. But it would be such an irony, right? Because I have seen and I've worked with some people in our industry that don't sleep and they have bags under their eyes and they're they have no energy. They're wiped out all the time. They're like a living, walking uh, postcard, uh, or 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 uh, better yet, uh, what are those big outdoor banners called, Stu? Um, the billboard. A billboard. You're a walking, talking billboard for what not to do regarding sleep when you walk around with bags under your eyes. <laughs> uh, I'm so I'm glad you mentioned Randy. Randy's amazing, and he absolutely loves you. Yeah, and Bob Munkle. I don't know Lawrence as well, but I do agree with everything I see. And Steve and Rob are just amazing. So anybody that's new to the industry, all these names that Stu mentioned, really should get to know these people and you should pick their brains. And I think what Stu said is so, so important. Not everybody does the same exact things. They do different things. Like Steve is the best I've seen 
when it comes to Google AdWords, I mean, him and Tyler Rich, those two dudes, I mean, that would be a great show, getting them just to sit here and talk about Google AdWords and how to execute on that. Uh, but everybody does something a little bit different. Uh, but you will find what the really successful guys are doing a lot of the same things, a lot of the same things. And so they may not do 10 out of 10, but you can bet when it comes to the basics, they're executing awfully close to each other uh, on that. Um, so one of the things that I've always said, Stu, is you can't have business growth without personal growth. And I think you would literally be the poster child for that. I mean, I've watched you grow as a business owner, but I've also watched you grow as a human being. And I think those two things go hand in hand. If someone's trying to improve their business, you know, what are the three things you would say to them? Do these three things. I would, I would say take a look at yourself and admit, take full responsibility for wherever you're at, regardless of how big your team is. You know, if the business isn't doing well, it's, it's on the owner, like plain and simple. You know, if your salesperson's not performing, you know, you need to keep training. You might not need a no- different salesperson. Um, cause if you keep, if you keep focusing on, on pouring into them and pouring into them and training wise, you know, they're, they're only going to get better. Um, I would say the second thing is, uh, probably masterminding, um, just having some, having a group of other businessmen or entrepreneurs who are doing the same thing as you is, it's just very motivating. And you'll see, you'll find a lot of things that you wouldn't find otherwise without somebody else's help like that. And everybody sees something in a different, in a different angle. And so they'll be able to, to point something out to you that you wouldn't know otherwise. And the third thing I would say is like reading. Um, reading could also be like listening to podcasts, just, just educating yourself on how to do things either more efficiently or in a more effective way. You know, whether that be your marketing, advertising, branding, customer service, um, anything like that, uh, you know, helps, helps out a lot. I, I'm, I usually don't listen to music at all in the morning. It's always at least two podcasts before I get to work. Um, I try not to listen to any kind of music until it's like the evening if I'm driving. So I usually probably get in, I'm going to say three to four hours worth of podcasts a week, something like that. Just kind of various business podcasts. If anybody's interested, I could, could send out a few that I, that I really like. That's awesome. So. The very first thing you said, a lot of people have problems with that, Stu. Um, look at yourself, take full responsibility. You know, that is not an easy thing to do. And uh, those who do it have a lot more success than those who don't. How do you get somebody to take a hard look at themselves and to accept full responsibility? for their business and for their life. How do you get somebody to that point? Because you're now you have to manage people. You have 
you have salespeople in your business, you have delivery drivers in your business, and you're, you know, you, you have to get them to kind of be a mini you. Um, how do you get them to, to, to look at themselves and to accept responsibility? I think sometimes it's, it's how you talk to them, like when they have some kind of a problem or something like that, or let's say they, they made a mistake. Um, I've read and I kind of adapted this to, to first start with some kind of like a compliment about what they did and then mention, you know, how it could be improved. And usually you want to try to steer the conversation to where they kind of figure out what they, what they did wrong rather than you telling them and kind of fixing it for them, if that makes sense. Because typically whenever you come to the conclusion on your own accord, even though you were kind of steered that way, you tend to remember it a lot better. And if I just, you know, walk over, hop on the computer, whatever, and just solve it or, or pick up the phone and call the customer and solve whatever issue it was, you know, people don't really learn that way. And uh, as far as like that owner who doesn't really want to look at themselves in the mirror, a lot of the time it doesn't come until something bad happens uh, or until somebody else kind of like calls them out, you know, whether that be their, their spouse or another business owner or something like that, you know, sometimes it's just like, Hey, Hey bro, you, you, you've been kind of lazy lately as far as your, your marketing or you're not, you know, you're not really working that hard. You're just kind of expecting customers to show up. And there's no really real way to force somebody to, to look at themselves like that. But usually when something, when something, you know, goes down, like let's say their bank account or something like that, then they'll, they might just wake up one day and be like, look, I, you know, I really got to take responsibility or I'm going to be out of business. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something that, um, is a drastic change, you know, from, from the past, because I think a lot of us who have been around a little while, um, I've only been in this industry for seven years, but, you know, prior to COVID, I mean, we were at this spot where we were almost just getting like handed business without having to do a ton of marketing. And it's just not like that anymore. Like I've had to change like everything. Yeah. And it is hard. Yeah. You know, we, we knew when business was that easy that it was going to change. We just didn't know that it was going to go 180 degrees the other way. And it, and it did. And it was kind of in some ways kind of predictable. But so I call this the sandwich method. Compliment them, the problem. You help them. You bring them to a place where they actually solve it themselves. You compliment them again. I think it's really super important for us to not let things build up and to give feedback on a regular basis, especially when we're dealing with our employees. Because what tends to happen is, you know, we're so busy and, and store owners wear so many hats that, you know, the first time somebody does something wrong, like you just ignore it, right? And you can't, you have to like address it right then. It takes a lot of discipline to do that. But if you don't, what'll happen is you're going to keep ignoring, ignoring, and then they're going to think you're a crazy person and you explode. But it's the 10th problem. And for them, it's the first problem. 
right? Because you didn't call them out on all the other ones before that. And one of the most difficult disciplines as a store owner, as an owner of any business, is consistent feedback with your people. It's huge. I love what you said about store owners. A lot of times we have to run into a brick wall and we have to go, oh my Lord, I need to change my business. Um, it happened for me and my rapid business. You know, I poured everything I had into a line and I literally was shipping, um, astronomical numbers that nobody has ever shipped before, um, in that company. And the company got sold and it went to hell in a handbasket quickly. And I only had one other line. And I said, that's never going to happen to me again. I'm never going to just have one or two lines. I'm, I'm just never going to let that happen to me. Um, and so I kind of diversified my business so that that wouldn't happen. And a lot of times it requires that I work way too hard because I've got to try to keep all these lines happy. But at the same time, I'm not so dependent on any one of them. If something happens, uh, they sell, they go out of business, whatever, you know, happens, happens. Um, this mastermind thing, I love, but I love number three even more. Um, and I'll tell you why anybody can read, Stu. Anybody can listen to a podcast. They're free. Paid masterminds are definitely transformative and everybody as soon as you can afford a paid mastermind absolutely have to go to a paid mastermind and i'm going to tell you why as a store owner you're at the top of the food chain no one's going to challenge you everyone's going to pat you on the head and tell you you're doing good and there you'll be blessed if you have an employee that has enough hotspot to tell you you're driving off the edge of a cliff. That's don't come in that happen. No, in a mastermind, in a paid mastermind, they will tell you you're driving off the edge of a cliff and you'll have everybody in the room tell you, uh, what you've just described to me is an absolute wipeout and you need to change and you need to change now. And there is no mincing words about it. And that's, that's what I love about masterminds. They're so frank and you can be so open. Because these people aren't necessarily in your industry. I mean, sometimes there's a little bit of overlap, um, but most often there isn't. So I'm struggling. I own a store. I'm starting to read. I'm starting to listen to podcasts. I'm taking responsibility for myself. I'm not at a place where I can afford the paid mastermind. But I just, I really want to get better. So where do you start? Like, what's the first thing that if you could put your hat on, you would fix? Would you fix the merchandising? Would you fix the advertising and the marketing? What would you go to first? I'm, I'm writing you a blank check for $20,000, Stu. You're my business consultant. I own a mattress store and I'm asking you, okay, I'm responsible. I'm reading. I can't afford a mastermind, but I 
somehow found the money to write you a check for 20 grand as my business and coaching consultant. Um, what do you want me to concentrate on first? I would say, um, the first thing would be the, the marketing and how you're getting people in the door. Um, I know that there's a lot of people, you know, in this group. Maybe, maybe not as many as I think, but I know that there's plenty that are kind of like barely advertising. You know, they might be doing like a couple marketplace posts and, uh, and that's about it. And they're kind of expecting, you know, word of mouth and stuff like that. And, you know, while I get word of mouth and referrals and stuff like that, like I can't be solely reliant on that. And, uh, you know, you have to have some, some kind of a plan. And, uh, so that would be probably the first thing to do would be to start focusing on better sleep and improving, you know, people's, people's sleeping habits and sleeping issues. So that would be the first thing that we, that we would discuss and change. Um, basically I would have, I would try to have eight to 10 fishing poles rather than just one or two. You're, you're much more likely to catch fish that way. Eight to 10 fishing poles. And is that media? Um, are, you, are you referring to media? Like Facebook posts, Google AdWords? Like kind of all of it, all of the above. Like I'm even, yeah, I'm even like mixture, mixing in like yard signs and things like that too. <laughs> Like we still do a little, we still do a little bit of that. It doesn't convert like it used to. Yeah. But it's very cheap. I mean, all, all I need is like one good sale off that and it pays for over a hundred of them. So we still, we still continuing to do that. You know, uh, I don't know if that's Guy Danes or Kyle, but that is a great rule. 10% of your sales is a, is a conservative marketing number. When I wrote the pro formas for the, uh, CERTA only sleep shops years ago, when I was with CERTA, um, I did them at 10% and Bob Sherman made me change them to 15%. And he was right. And I'll tell you why he was right. He was right because a new business needs to spend more. So 10% is a great rule and it's an old rule and it's a rule that we should all be aware of. If you're a newer business, you should be at invest in 15% in your business. And sometimes you might need to go up to 20%. And the only way you can do that is you have to get that back in the margin of your product. So you can't give away product. So thank you for that comment, Guy and Kyle. That's uh, very, very good. So I guess that leads to the next question. Merchandise it. <laughs> You gotta, you have to have enough margin in your product that you can, you know, advertise and market effectively. And I agree with you, you know, until you can narrow it down, you need to have a lot of, a lot of different efforts out there. And when you're small, most of them are guerrilla type efforts. And, you know, there should be referral programs, um, with existing, Customers that come in, there should be cross promotions between other businesses in town. Other businesses are not your enemy. 
And sometimes even a competitor can be a, um, can be an, an effective way of getting more traffic. If you guys can, um, if you're different enough that you guys can, can both help each other, um, even that can work sometimes. So you're, you're investing in your marketing, you're getting people in the door. What's the next piece other than the merchandise in which we just mentioned? You've got to have merchandising where you're getting enough margin that you can afford to advertise 10 to 20% um, of your sales into, uh, into, into advertising and marketing. Um, what's the next piece? Um, so it's it's got to be the sales process. Because that, that is, I mean, it doesn't matter how many people you get in the door. You know, if you can't close or sell, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And that all starts with like a conversation. You know, I, I think most places, like most, I would say maybe like a, let's use like a chain furniture store when you walk in, you know, they're immediately like, you know, what are you, what are you trying to look at? Kind of almost like, hovering over you, things like that. I I don't really do that. I try to more have like a conversation, try to figure out, you know, like, hey, how you doing? They've got kids, like, so like, you know, I'll talk to the kids too. Just try to establish like a little bit of rapport. Um and try to find out, you know, what their real issue is, you know, whether they're waking up with back pain, stiff neck, you know, anything like that. We'll talk about their current mattress. You know, how old is it? You know, um, just kind of get them talking, you know, ask questions. You want them to feel like you're helping them, not like you're just there for a commission. And, you know, I guess for me that, um, it's kind of easy because, you know, I don't, it doesn't matter what, what they buy. I mean, I would rather steer them to something that, that they can afford that fixes their problem. And overextend them on something just because we make the most amount of money. And so I just, I try to sell to them, you know, kind of like I would like my own family or like a friend. And I'm not really like pushy with it at all. And I, I think that makes a huge difference. Um, I have tried to sell, you know, kind of like the non-educational way in the past. And uh, it just, it just doesn't work. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel natural. And so if you're in this industry, you know, for the long term, you need to improve, you know, your pitch constantly. You need to be more informative. You know, you need to provide better products. You know, I mean, the, the amount of like warranty claims and things that we get is like so few. Um, and, and I love it. Like, you know, when, when we find a product that's just not performing, you know, quality wise, like we, we usually end up dropping it. And I, unfortunately for me, I haven't, I haven't had to do that in a long time. You know, it's because I have really good partners, you know, like, like Diamond, Puffy, Helix and Personal Comfort, as well as Bed Tech. Um, you know, those are some, some rock solid products to kind of, to kind of go along, you know, with, with the presentation and with the education that we give our customers. And I think that's why we, we keep getting people coming back, you know, because I stand behind our product and I'm, I'm honest with them. 
you know, if you're coming in for a super firm, like I'm not going to sell you, you know, something because it's a, it's a 70 margin because I got it on closeout. That's a saw, you know, like, um, if, if it doesn't solve their issue, like it doesn't really matter what the, what the margin is on it. Because as long as I have everything priced to where I'm, you know, making good money on it, you know, I don't need to focus on, on giving them something that they don't need because they won't come back to you. You know, I think there's a lot of people that may have an issue and they never say anything. That's so that's the worst thing that can happen to your store. The customer that compl- complains loud and hard to you, that's easy. You can fix that. It's that silent customer who never says anything to you and they just they didn't have a good experience and they tell 10 people don't go there and you never had the ability to address the problem. And that's why I always have recommended um, calling the customers after a week or two and asking them how they're doing and, you know, answering any concerns or problems. Chris had dream fit, the walk-in dread. One store walking even one person a week, assuming a thousand dollar ticket costs a store twenty five thousand in annual profit, more than enough to matter. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, Chris. Thank you for that comment. That's uh, that is so true. And Trent Bedden is. Folks need to learn to. To bail on a budget. Ball. Ball on a budget. <laughs> well, you know, there's so many great financing programs now that you guys have at your disposal. And, and, and you know, um, there, there's two pieces to that. One is they can expand their budget. The other is um, your concern for their finances. Yeah. And, and Stu, I'm going to tell you a funny story that I heard and I thought it was kind of made up. And I've learned over the years that it wasn't made up. Dan Kennedy, who's one of the greatest marketers of all time. If you haven't studied Dan's stuff, you should. Uh, Dan is, uh, the guy that me and Jeff learned all of our marketing stuff from. Uh, well, a lot of our marketing stuff. And there was a customer that attended one of his big seminars. And that's actually where me and Jeff met. We met down in Florida at a uh, seminar that, that, um, that Dan Kennedy put on. And this customer had to put their fee for the seminar, like on three or four different cards, maybe even five. It was a lot of different credit cards and it kept not going through and they kept piecemealing it and they eventually got the whole thing to go through. And so, you know, Dan was kind of keeping his eye on this customer and he'd see them at the seminar, but on the breaks, he was kind of looking for an opportunity, maybe say hi to him or something because he knew they were really struggling and they had a tough time making it to the thing. And he never saw them on a break. And the reason he never saw him on a break is because they had so little money, Stu, that they basically had peanut butter and jelly and a loaf of bread up in their hotel room. 
and they couldn't afford any more money. That was it. This was do or die for them. The good part of the story is they became extremely wealthy, very, very successful. And so the question is, what if Dan Kennedy had decided to be a nice guy and would have said, no, uh, you're, I'm not going to let you stretch like this. I'm not going to let you, I'm, uh, don't come to my seminar. That seminar changed their life. And a really great mattress, if they're not getting the right amount of sleep, the right mattress with the right adjustable bed, the right protector, pillows, and sheets can change someone's life. And so that becomes a real uh, touchy point for us sometimes as salespeople because, you know, it, it, it kind of dives into that thing between empathy and sympathy. And sympathy is where our emotions get involved. And empathy is where we can understand where they're coming from, even though we're not in that same position, but we don't add our own emotion to it. And it's a fine line for us as mattress salespeople, you know, making decisions for customers or letting them make their own decision by giving them all the information. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very, very fine line. And that fine line, that line is in a different place for everybody. And whatever it is for you, whoever's watching this, think about that story and what that meant to that family. I mean, if Dan Kennedy had said no, they had been dead in the water because they were like out. They were, they were, they were out of the answers. They didn't have the answers. It's a different scenario, but. Our products change people, people's lives. If somebody is on the wrong sleep system and they get the right one, they're going to be a better mother, father, employee, better business owner, whatever they do for a living, they're going to do that better, but they're going to be a better citizen. They're going to be better at everything they do because they're finally getting a good night's sleep. What say you? I'm yakking on and on. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. Um, and like, um, uh, what was there? Anita Knapp said, you know, it, uh, it can, it can, it can cause, uh, it can help, it can help refrain from like cancer and things like that and, and other, and other diseases. And, um, you know, like, like what she said with dementia. And one thing that, uh, I think it was Bob Muckle had mentioned, and this is probably the greatest analogy I've ever heard to sleep. Was that a uh, light sleep is like plugging in your phone for a few minutes, you know, like getting a little bit more of a charge. You know, your, uh, your deep sleep is like restarting your phone and the REM sleep is like installing new apps on your phone. And I relate that I've, I've actually given the speech to my BNI, but I relate that. That the REM sleep is like when you go to a conference or something like that, where you learn a whole bunch of new information. You know, like if you stay out till midnight and you're drinking a bunch and stuff like that, and you go to sleep and you wake up at five, you're not going to to be able to retain all of that information. And it's because you didn't get the proper REM, because we all know, you know, what alcohol does to our sleep. And um, whenever I whenever I share that story, a lot of people can. Re- can relate to that and they can almost think about some conference or something that they went to 
because usually the party is after the convention, you know? And, um, but yeah, that, uh, it, it's very important what we do. It yeah. can change everything. It, it, it is. And, you know, I, for the first time, I had heard from all kinds of people, Scott Vaughn, uh, Jeff Chinakovo, um, Justin Trumbo. I, I heard you got to listen to Bob Munkle. And you know, I've met Bob over the years and I like Bob, Ed, but I finally went to one of his trainings and I was absolutely blown away. I, I, I sent him a, a text and I said, this is what you were born to do. I mean, he was absolutely born to do what he does and what he offers our industry. This is what I would say to anybody watching this. If you're struggling and you don't know what Stu means when he says sell better sleep, get in touch with Bob Munkle. And it's probably the best investment and it's not that much money. Best investment you'll ever make uh, is learning all these different ways that sleep helps you and really selling better sleep. As Stu said, instead of selling just better products, better products lend themselves to better sleep and properly diagnosed and properly fitted are, are great. But selling a better sleep is huge. So my friend, I can't believe this has gone, uh, <laughs> almost an hour and I have to wrap it up. Was there a question? that you wish I would have asked you that I didn't ask you? I don't know about a question, but I did want to mention two kind of kind of outside things that a lot of people forget about on how I'm getting new business. Sure. And kind of, kind of making my brand known a little bit more in the community. And one is going to be B&I, and we briefly spoke about it last week. Yeah. Um, but... B&I is really cheap, so I'll just be be transparent and honest. I've been it probably around three months. I think it's around it was around like six hundred and fifty dollars for the year investment, and I've sold over seventy three hundred dollars in beds just off of that so far. Which I don't know anything else that you can spend six fifty and get that in return, but I still have what is that? Uh, I still have like the whole rest of rest of the uh the nine months to go. And so I'm confident that the longer that I'm in this thing, you know, that could be, you know, 25 plus, even even over 30 by the time I have to pay again. And the good thing wow. about this is there aren't that many people in our industry that are in your local BNI. It's usually like people like real estate agents, uh, insurance people, which are kind of more of like a dime a dozen, if that makes sense. And so I encourage you to join. If you're a larger company with staff, you can get in more than one, but it's only one per person per chapter. So I'm actually looking to see if, if Hunter will get in another one. Cause even in just my city, there's like 11 groups and it's free to go try out. You can visit a bunch of times before you join because you want to get one that you're going to commit to and show up every week. For me, it's about an hour and a half every week that I go. I go uh, at 8.30 in the morning, so it's before my store even opens. So if I have to run back real quick, I can. So that's really nice. Um, 
But yeah, that's a great investment to meet some other people. The, the final thing that I wanted to, to discuss is, so I'm in a part of a, of a trade group called Trust Acadiana. And while you probably won't have this in your area, it is a barter group. Um, they might be called something different in your, in your local area. But so just for example, like I had a guy who owns a landscaping company. He came in and bought a $5,500 split king from me probably like a month ago. So instead of getting like actual cash from him, I'll get 5,500, you know, plus the sales tax in, in barter dollars. And, um, now I get to go use that. I'm actually going on vacation. Uh, at the beginning of the year to Tennessee, um, some of the people that are on the barter network have condos in Tennessee. So I get to use that dollar on my vacation. So I don't even have to come out of pocket with that. But the cool thing is, is that these are people that would probably have never found me or have, would have taken longer to find me. But because I'm the only person in the local, be- in the local, barter group for mattresses, you know, they're going to drive. I've had somebody drive three hours just to buy a bed for me because it was on trade and I shipped it. It was all the way in Shreveport and the guy owns a restaurant up there. And I mean, if you've ever been in Louis, I mean, it's like, we're like on the opposite sides of the state and it's just a way to get more business and to get to, to, you know, find, find new people to, to trade things with. Like there's a lot of restaurants on there. There's an accounting firm. There's an answering service. There's a dentist. I mean, there's all kind of stuff. And if you find the right one, like it can be a great way to, to do things that you wouldn't normally, you know, do with your cash. Uh, like we went eat at this fancy seafood restaurant the other night and it was, it was almost $200, but I got to spend it using my trade and. The cool thing is with the barter thing, most people, they come in and because they have a lot of barter money, like the landscaping guy, you know, they want to get the best that they have. And what do we know is we have, you know, our nicer top quality mattresses like that. You know, the, the margin is going to be a little bit better. And, wow. and then I also get referrals from them that aren't in the, the trade network. Wow, Stu, you gave us a lot here. Uh, those last two are huge. Uh, we talk about BNA, BNI on, um, on win the weekend with Pete on Fridays, which we're not doing this Friday, guys. And we didn't do last Friday, but we will do on December 1st. Um, and Stu was invaluable, um, with that information. Every, every dealer that I know, that's joined BNI would do it again. That's all I'm going to say. And I am not affiliated with BNI in any way. I don't even know what it really stands for. But Stu, I'm glad you brought that up because that is a great recommendation. In this this barter network, I love the idea of better margins and I love the idea of doing business with people who already have a little bit of trust for you, more trust than the average customer coming through the door because you're part of that barter network. I, I think that is a huge piece in this, the, the referral piece of it 
is incredibly huge too. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And, and Stu, somebody's watching this. They might be struggling and they might be too embarrassed to put a question in. You know, how does somebody get in touch with you, Stu? Somebody that wants to pick your brain and they said, hey, this guy sounds like a smart guy and, and I need a little bit of help. And how, how do people get in touch with you? So the best way to get in touch with me is through Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Stu Segura, or you can just search my name like you have at the bottom and just, uh, just shoot me a message and we'll chat or we'll zoom and I'll try to help you as best I can. Cause I've, you know, I've had other people that helped me. So it's only, it's only right that, you know, we help one another because we can all win. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Thank you so much, my friend, and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for being you. on the show, and thanks for giving us so many great recommendations, buddy. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Pete. Thank you. Thanks. 